everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Uh, Today we are looking at Genesis 46 and 47. Uh, and we're starting to tie up Genesis, basically. Like, we're, we're seeing how Jacob's family is going to settle in Egypt. Um, and, I mean, tomorrow we're tomorrow we're done with Genesis. So tomorrow we're going to finish hmm. up Genesis altogether. Uh, the thing that has stuck out to me like crazy, one, is that God visits Jacob in a dream again and reminds him again of his covenant promise. So this is uh, 46.3. I will make you into a great nation. Then he adds, I myself will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you up again and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. So that's kind of like a a calming thing for Jacob. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you're going to go to Egypt. You're going to see your son. Your son's actually going to be there when you pass away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then 46, uh, chapter 46 actually puts a number on all these descendants. And I, I love tracing this. Like this whole story starts with Abraham standing in a field. It's just him. He's very old. His wife is very old. (laughs) And now in Genesis 46, what it tells us is, uh, this is verse 26, all the persons belonging to Jacob who came into Egypt, who were his own descendants, not including Jacob's son's wives, were 66 persons in all. Um, So that's not even the full picture of Abraham's descendants because you have all of Ishmael's descendants. um, You have uh, Esau's descendants. Uh, but th- this is just kind of like that thread that we've been chasing mm-hmm. of the promised generation, the coming nations, the coming Kings. Uh, but that number, I love watching that number because mm-hmm. it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And every time it gets bigger, we're going to say, man, God is so faithful to do what he said. Well, I also noticed in 47 towards the end of the chapter, eh, let's see, verse 27, it says they gained great possessions in the land of Egypt and were fruitful and multiplied greatly. So I always wonder too, like, okay, so there's these 12 tribes of Israel, right? Yeah. Like, how did they become such great big, but like they were given like a fruitful place even to live. Um, whereas before when they were in Canaan, it was like, it was hard times. Yeah. So now they're in this place where they can prosper and grow. And that huge number of people is just, like, growing all the time. It's interesting that God is continuing to give them the same command. Like, that's what he told Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. So it's it's interesting. It's, it's good. Something else I noticed was in 47. Um, it's, like, before Jacob is about to die, he is talking to Pharaoh, kind of telling him how old he is. And um, it was interesting to hear Jacob, as he reflected on it, he said that he was 130 years old. This is chapter 47, verse 9. And he said, Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days and the years of the life of my fathers, of their sojourning. So he kind of like he's like... A little bit, um, what's the word I want? He's like regretful. Like almost. he's, rem- yeah, he's like remorseful mm-hmm. of the the years that he's had. Like he has all these blessings and he's been blessed by God, but at the same time, he's almost kind of like sad about the choices and decisions that he's made along the way. Think about some of the big things we've seen in his life. Mm-hmm. Like he 
lied to Esau. The last time we he saw... He lied to his father. He lied to his father. The last time we saw him and Esau, he lied to Esau. Like, Esau mm-hmm. was like, hey, come live with me. Like, I want to basically enjoy life with you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. we're kind of tired. We're going to... We'll be there soon. He never goes. So there is some forgiveness that was really beautiful. But um, this line of deception that Jacob has known, he seems to be not thrilled with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sad for him, honestly. Yeah. That's really weird. But I think he knows his part in the plan. Yeah. Because at the yeah. same time, he's like, you know, it wasn't great, all these things that happened. But, well, like, right before he dies, he said, take me back to, like, be buried with my father. Yeah. And, or with my father, excuse me. It's it's really something. And we also see that uh, Jacob, finally, this is uh, Genesis 47, verse 28. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So he lives there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the days of Jacob, the years of his life, were 147 years. This, again, is a mark of a great man. He's lived a long life. Um, So he, you know, has regrets, obviously. But he does live quite a life. But again, every time we see the years of these guys, it's going to get less and less and less and less. And what's really interesting, I think, is that part of the final days of his life he actually blesses Pharaoh, which is kind of weird. Like if you're used mm-hmm. to kind of the Sunday school stories, Egypt is the bad guys and they definitely are. But you kind of have like a weird reversal here where Jacob is going to bless Pharaoh. So you have, you know, Jacob, who's tried to be faithful to the God of his fathers, blessing most likely this pagan guy who is a very powerful ruler. Something else that I think is kind of cool or maybe even interesting i guess maybe not cool um is that if you knew nothing else about the bible up until this point it's gonna be really surprising to see these people that are just so willing to hand over everything to these um these hebrew people because on behalf of joseph Mm -hmm. uh, because they're eventually all going to be enslaved by the egyptians Mm -hmm. so it's like it's really weird to see this different side of them interacting with them i mean there's still like a like a dissonance between them, but it's not as severe as it will be in the future. So this is a little bit of a primer, but Exodus 1.8 says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Mm-hmm. And he said to his people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty. Let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and they fight against us. So the, the key there in Exodus is that this guy doesn't know Joseph and doesn't really care about Joseph. And that is the thing that makes him very different. So as we wrap up uh, the reading today, um, I, 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 I guess let's talk a little bit more as we think about like how we fit into the story. Like Jacob is this incredibly, uh, I don't know, like powerful figure mm-hmm. in the history of the Bible. Like people know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, not even just the the Bible, like not just Christianity, but he's a big deal in a lot of different faiths. But there's that little line there that says, few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. Like he has a lot of weighty and heavy regrets mm-hmm. from the way that he's chosen to live his life. And so the, the takeaway, I think, is this, um, I've been introduced to this concept recently. It's like this Latin term, memento mori. And it's basically like, Consider how short 
your life is. Mm -hmm. Like live your life in view of the fact that it is very short. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to look back on our days like Jacob. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure he had many good things, but he had many bad things. And so when he describes the years of his life, he's like, hey, they, they've been rough. They've been evil. And like, we don't want to do that. You know, like, like God's grace is for everybody. You meet Jesus on your deathbed. He loves you. Mm -hmm. He will forgive you. But like, what kind of life is that? Why not live a life that is honoring to God uh, through, through all your days and is actually fixed and focused on him? Like Joseph, right? You have Joseph that is like, I'm serving the Lord. I don't care what you're doing. I have integrity. Uh, I have my eyes fixed on God. I trust that he will see me through. Like, what a way to live your life. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to encourage you to, to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, to live a life that's honoring to him, even when it's difficult. Uh, because you will look back over your days at some point, and it's important that those days have uh, meaning and value and purpose. Hopefully they say something more like few and faithful. Yeah, how days. about that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So we'll see you tomorrow. We're going to wrap up Genesis tomorrow. So that is exciting. We'll see you then. Bye. Genesis 46. So Israel took his journey with all that he had to come to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Then Jacob set out from Beersheba. The sons of Israel carried Jacob their father, their little ones, and their wives in the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They also took their livestock and their goods, which they had gained in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all his offspring with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, all his offspring he brought with him into Egypt. Now these are the names of the descendants of Israel who came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan, and the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul, the sons of Issachar, Tola, Pav, Puva, Yab, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. And these are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padan Aram, together with his daughter Dinah, although his sons and his daughters numbered thirty-three. The sons of Gad, Ziphion, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Ariel, the sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beria, and Sarah, their sister, and the sons of Beria, Heber, and Melchiel, 
These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob sixteen persons. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph and Benjamin, and to Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, who Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, bore to him, and the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mepin, Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, who were born to Jacob, fourteen persons in all. The son of Dan, Hushim. The sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shelem. These are the sons of Bela, whom Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, seven persons in all. All the persons belonging to Jacob who came into Egypt, who were his own descendants, not including Jacob's sons' wives, were sixty-six persons in all. And the sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two. All the persons of the house of Jacob, who came into Egypt, were seventy. He had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to show the way before him in Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Then Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to, to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck in a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, and know that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh, and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. And the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds, and all that they have. When Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from their youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, in order that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. So Joseph went in and told Pharaoh, My father and my brothers, with their flocks and herds and all they possess, have come from the land of Canaan. They are now in the land of Goshen. And from among his brothers he took five men and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, as our fathers were. They said to Pharaoh, We have come to sojourn in the land, for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. And now, please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best of the land. Let them settle in the land of Goshen. And if you know any able men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Then Joseph brought in Jacob his father and stood him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, How many are the days of the years of your life? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my sojourning are a hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their sojourning. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from the presence of Pharaoh. 
Then Joseph settled his father and his brothers and gave them possession in the land of Egypt, in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's household with food according to the number of their dependents. Now there was no food in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished by reason of famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain that they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money was all spent in the land of Egypt, in the land of Canaan, all Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? For our money is gone. And Joseph answered, Give your livestock, and I will give you food in exchange for your livestock, if your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph. And Joseph gave them food in exchange for their horses, the flocks, the herds, and the donkeys. He supplied them with food in exchange for all the livestock that year. And when that year was ended, they came to him the following year and said to him, We will not hide from my Lord that our money is all spent. The herds of livestock are my Lord's. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our land. What should we, why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for food. And we with our land will be servants to Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for all the Egyptians sold their fields because the famine was severe on them. The land became Pharaoh's. As for the people, he made servants of them, from one end of Egypt to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had a fixed allowance from Pharaoh and lived on the allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, I have this day bought you and your land for Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And at the harvest you shall give a fifth to Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be your own, as seed for the field, and as food for yourselves and your households, and as food for your little ones. And they said, You have saved our lives. May it please my Lord, we will be servants to Pharaoh. So Joseph made it a statute concerning the land of Egypt, and it stands to this day that Pharaoh should have fifth of the land, and the priests alone did not become Pharaoh's. Thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they gained possessions in it, and were fruitful and multiplied greatly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years. So the days of Jacob, the years of his life, were a hundred and forty-seven years. And when the time drew near that Israel must die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, put your hand under my thigh and promise to deal kindly and truly with me. Do not bury me in Egypt, but let me die with my fathers. Carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. He answered, I will do as you have said. And he said, Swear to me. And he swore it to him. Then Israel bowed himself upon the head of his bed. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.